This had the most lasting impact on my life. It was hard for me to breathe, and I thought that Brett was accidentally going to kill me. It took the committee 10 days to get to this hearing. In those 10 long days, as was predictable, and as I predicted, my family and my name have been totally and permanently destroyed. There you go, high drama over a high court appointment earlier today. That was a testimony, respectively, from Christine Blasey Ford and Brett Kavanaugh, uh, hoping to ascend to the Supreme Court. But, of course, uh, the spanner thrown into the works in the 11th hour were these allegations, and so this was the testimony today that had a... A lot of people transfixed, myself included, until we went to air. And Reggie Cicchini is the Washington Bureau producer with Global National, and he's joined us to fill in the blanks and give us a perspective on all of this. Reggie, it's always a pleasure. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. Any consensus winner here? Uh, Not so far, not yet. Uh, When Christine Blasey Ford was making her uh, testimony many, many hours ago, everybody kind of thought that she was very measured. She was very calm. She was very collected. She was emotional. The president, uh, from what we're hearing from sources inside the White House, was a little angry at the fact that uh, his people around him didn't let him know that she would be as collected as she was. Judge Kavanaugh then came out. He was very fired up. He was very angry. Uh, It was a much different performance than we saw when he was with Fox News just a couple of days ago when the president called him weak. Uh, He's still very fired up. He's still firing back against a lot of the Democratic senators that are asking questions of him right now. Uh, It's 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 I don't think you're going to be able to pull a winner out of this. It's two people telling their sides of the story. And the only people who can make that judgment are the people on the panel. You mentioned that Kavanaugh was different than he was on the Fox News earlier this week uh, interview uh, where he was measured. His uh, voice was breaking at times. He teared up, uh, had trouble swallowing. He came across as very sincere, authentic, distraught. Do you believe that worked? Did that sway anybody? It very well might have. I mean, the Republicans were already, or most of the Republicans at least, had their minds made up going into this event today. Uh, watching that anger and watching that passion that he kind of put forward with his fist slamming down on the table and his hard turning of the pages, I mean, it emphasized that he's angry. It emphasized that, uh, you know, he's aligned with the president right now. He says this is political. He says that there's uh, motivation behind all of these allegations coming forward. I think that's enough to continue the drive of the Republicans. Democrats, they're still not buying this. A lot of them are questioning him, saying you're not being truthful about the things in your past and when we do ask you questions you're beating around the bush and just rolling the ball further and yet it seemed to me uh initially anyway when i saw what he had to uh offer he was more precise in accounting for timelines and so on and so forth and uh, she was more ambiguous about that she couldn't sort of satisfy uh not that she was asked necessarily but uh there might have been a difference in their testimony on that regard Absolutely. The way that she was described in the situation was in kind of roundabout ways. I don't remember a lot, but here are the things that I do remember. She gave uh, testimony saying that she remembered which side of the room the bed was on, that she remembered what the hallway looked like, what the living room looked like, uh, who the people that were at the party were for the most part. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh has been very adamant that I was not here. Here's the calendar that I've given you. Here are the things that I did over the summer of 1982 that will show that I wasn't able to be at this party. His memories, well, they're not as direct as, you know, as, as many will think that they sound, or at least that the Republicans will think that they sound, they're more measured in the way that he's saying things, and it sounds more concrete, but it's just as ambiguous as the previous answers were with Blasey Ford. So effectively, what we're doing is uh, seeing two people playing for confirmation bias from their respective parties. 
sorry, what was that, John? I cut out. I was just saying, in a, in some ways, this is just confirmation bias being uh, reaffirmed from the respective parties. Absolutely. I mean, these are just two people that are in trying to tell their stories. One person trying to say, this is what happened to me. The other person trying to say, don't listen to that. This is my time to give you a job interview right now, and it's my time to get onto the Supreme Court. This is why I'm here. This is why the president put me here, and this is what I'm telling you. I wondered about the format, too, using an interviewer the Republicans picked, uh, and she had her time uh, in increments broken up every five minutes, it seems, by another senator who was offering up uh, whatever. In some cases, it looked uh, theatrical and uh, much politicking at play. But the format, it, it was applied equally, I guess, to uh, Ms. Ford as well as Brett Kavanaugh? Well, it was at the very beginning. Uh, this woman that was brought in, this uh, this Republican prosecutor from Arizona, she was very measured. It was very courtroom while she asked her questions of Dr. Ford. Uh, it was broken up because each senator is only allotted five minutes, so she was acting in place of the Republican senators. When Brett Kavanaugh came out, uh, she asked the first couple of questions for maybe the first two Republican senators, and then they yielded their time back to themselves. So it's been Republican senators up against the judge. They just refused to go up against Blasey Ford, despite the fact that in the public setting. They've been calling her out and blowing these allegations as far as they can, uh, but they just refuse to say anything to her actually in a court setting. It was interesting because her final installment with Blasey Ford uh, effectively was saying this is no way to conduct an interview or to find out anything meaningful. She seemed to say that. Yeah, it was a little bizarre. That very last thing that she said is, you know, are you aware that the best way to be doing this is to have an investigator come to you who deals with this in a, as a regular basis, and then you're able to, you know, answer these questions in full with your own narrative and not having to break it up into five-minute increments. It was a little bit of a slam, or it sounded like a little bit of a slam to the Republicans, being like, why did you bring me here to do this? I wasn't able to accomplish anything. But it was also effective in telling her you had these opportunities to have an interview conducted well before today in Washington. You should have taken advantage of that. And yet Kavanaugh was pretty unequivocal about this being a smear job, and uh, he even cited, you know, the the Hillary Clinton campaign, and this is all about sour grapes, sore losers, and uh, doing anything to deter him from becoming a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, he's siding with the president on that. Just yesterday, we had again the president saying that this is a liberal, uh, this is a, a democratic jo- a con job, and that they've been kind of rallying up for months. Uh, during the beginning of this testimony, we had Republicans saying that the day that he was nominated, we had the House uh, leadership, uh, the House Minority leadership saying that we're going to do everything we can to make sure that we can stop this from happening. So there's a lot of politicking in this. Is it politically backed? I don't think we're ever going to know that uh, going forward. Though we're just going to have to listen to how the president reacts to this because he's the only person person who actually hasn't said anything about this today. And yet, really, uh, where the rubber meets the road, is it as early as tomorrow where a vote starts on Kavanaugh? It's very possible. The committee could uh, could put themselves in a position tomorrow to be voting. It's on Kavanaugh, and there's a couple of other judges that they have to nominate as well. Uh, they've already said that they may stick around through the weekend to continue this voting process, and then by next week it could be up against the U.S. Senate, where it's anybody's guess as to how the Republicans will come together to pass this through. So no decisive blow either way uh, that would change the landscape here that uh, would maybe alter the course for Kavanaugh? Uh, Status quo maintained for the most part, yes. Until it gets to this, until it gets to the U.S. Senate, where we could have a couple of defectors from the Republican Party back away from this nomination. Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, they've been washing about this. We didn't. We don't know what their final thoughts are going to be. If they decide to toe the line with the Republican Party, this confirmation will go forward. If they back off, then that will be the end of it. The nomination will be confirmed, and he'll be on the Supreme Court. Well, there's also the third option that guys like Manchin in West Virginia—they've got no choice. They're in a, a red state, and they want to be 
reelected, they might have to tilt towards Kavanaugh. He's it's a po- Dem, yeah, right? Yeah, it is, po- it is possible. There are three uh, Democratic senators in red states right now that are up for election in November. They all voted for Neil Gorsuch. It was a different circumstance. There were no allegations against him. Uh, we may see them fall in line with their Democratic uh, colleagues as this goes forward, but that's a, a vote that we'll see come down in, in at least a week. Well, the plot thickens. We'll have to wait and see how this goes forward. It's always great to get your input and your perspective on matters. Reggie, thanks so much. Thanks, John. Reggie Giacchini, Washington Bureau producer with Global National. I don't know if you watched it. I watched part of it today, as much as time would allow. I was riveted by it. And at the end of it, uh, well, when I say the end, the end of uh, my viewing, I was no further ahead in establishing credibility of one versus the other. Uh, Kavanaugh was second in the process. I mean, uh, Blasey Ford led off. And the parts I caught, I mean, she was lawyered up. Kavanaugh didn't have to be, being a lawyer himself as well as a judge at uh, a rather high level. He knows how the game is played, but he was passionate to a point that we'd not seen heretofore. He's uh, always been measured and precise, well, kind of lawyerly and judge-like. But, you know, he got authentic and uh, being choked up and tears and all the rest, especially when he was referencing his daughter saying, we'll pray for this woman. Uh, That was a difficult moment. And I think a lot of people, if you've got a heart beating in your chest, you probably felt the emotion and the uh, the impact, the emotional wallop it carried. Uh, seemed like it served him in good stead. But what was your assessment? Here I uh, go into the last stage of the Oakley Show for the Thursday edition, and I'm sure this is still to be, it's going to dominate the news uh, stateside for sure. It's going to be like wall to wall. But how about you? If you followed it at all, did you find that there was one more credible than the other? Did it change your opinion of things? Who was more believable? Uh, Did both come across as credible and authentic? Are there gaps that you think uh, may betray either one or the other in terms of what they're putting forward and asserting? 